Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hello and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. Lindsay here. Um, Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I am super excited about it. And I know I say this, I feel like I say this all the time. It's a little different from our regular episode, but I think it will still be very useful. The topic is how to plan for Disneyland as a parent from the view of a child therapist. So as some of you may know, me and my family went to Disneyland in February and my wonderful friend that I met in a mastermind named Shannon has a blog and she asked me to write a blog post about four parents um, who are preparing to go to Disney and any tips I have as a therapist and I was so excited about it and it was so much fun to write and it went live um, this past Thursday so you can go check that out I will link it in the show notes Um, but this gave me the idea that like hey I should probably talk about this on the podcast too because there are some like really I think useful tips Um, and things to take into consideration when you are planning a Disney vacay. So um, I'll just like hop right into it. So we wanted, have wanted to go to Disneyland for a long time because my son Sam is very into the Mickey Mouse um, and more recently since Disneyland, the Lightning McQueen. Um, he he liked cars before, but I feel like Disneyland really like brought that back for him. And I had planned the trip for February for a few reasons. I know that I get the January blues and I wanted to have something to look forward to and focus on during January. And I thought it would be a fun getaway. So we drove, um, our family of five drove from Utah to California and we spent three days in Disneyland and California Adventure. Um, and here's what I learned from that experience. And I'm going to share the most important tip with you first, because everything kind of like follows this up. The most important tip is that as parents, we often get so caught up in focusing on planning the perfect vacation or doing all the things that we forget to view the vacation through the lens of our child. I'm going to pause right here and say, because someone is going to write me and say, well, the vacation is me for me, for me too, not just for my child. And I totally get it. I totally understand. And so being really intentional and asking yourself, like, what is the purpose of this vacation and who is this for? Is this for me to enjoy Disneyland? Is this for my children? Is this for everyone as a family? And planning with that intention in mind and, and taking the vacation with that intention in mind so that you are making sure that everyone's 
expectations are realistic and everyone is getting what they want from the vacation. Now for us, our intention was for our kids to enjoy the experience. So, and I'm not really like a Disney, I, I haven't been to Disney a ton, I've been before. Um, so it's not something that I super like get pumped up about. Um, I feel like I do more now that I've been with my kids. So for us, that was really our intention and that's important to keep in mind. Um, as I'm like telling you my tips. So I did all the planning. I joined the Facebook groups. I read blogs. I planned like ride orders and times and rope drops. I didn't even know what a rope drop was before I started this process. And now I am like, I feel fully versed in the Disney um, lingo and snacks. I made a snack list. I planned all the things. So we're about two days into this vacation. And my son was begging to ride Radiator Springs again. And I was like, but I want to like get in line for this and do this before it gets busy because it typically gets busy at this time. And Tim stopped me and he was like, Lindsay, are they going to remember that they rode all the rides or are they going to remember that they rode their favorite ride a bunch of times? Mic drop. And I don't think Tim listens, so don't ever tell him. He was freaking right. And it hit me. Like, I had been approaching this from the perspective of we need to do everything and it needs to be perfect for I don't know what reason, but not the reason that, like, my kids need to enjoy it. And if it was, and the intention of me being there was for my kids to enjoy the experience. And so I had to really stop and be like, okay, well, if the intention is for them to enjoy the experience, that doesn't necessarily mean we have to do all the things. It means we can focus on the things that they really like and enjoy and they will remember. And then I kind of thought back to my own childhood and my own trips to Disneyland. And I know my grandma took me one time and then I went once to Disney World with each of my parents. Um, and when I think back to all those trips, I don't remember riding like any of the rides, very few of them. But what I do remember is like spending the time with them and the certain rides that really like stood out to me that I really liked. Okay, so you're wondering those two were Splash Mountain and It's a Small World, which It's a Small World is still one of my favorite rides. So those are the things that I remember. And so when you are in Disney mode, you're in Disneyland, you've been there two days, you're trying to like navigate crowds and apps and hungry kids and whining, like just remind yourself, like, why are we here? What is the intention? And what are they going to remember about this experience? And in Tim's words, are they going to remember that they rode all of the rides or they got to do their favorite things or see their favorite characters? My second tip is to talk about your plans ahead of time with your kids and involve them in the planning. So one of the biggest ways to decrease like um, oppositional behavior, which oppositional isn't a big word, just means like the power struggle and the kid that feels like they need control or says no to things is to involve them in the planning process. So if your kids are older or you've been to Disneyland before, you can ask them like what rides feel most important to them, what ones they want to ride the most, um, what food feels most important. 
Um, and even I think just like asking everyone in your family, like what their expectations are, what they want to take from this vacation. I've been reading Brene Brown's new book, um, the Atlas of the Heart, and she talks about expectations in there and how disappointment comes from unmet expectations. And we often put expectations on situations and then we are disappointed when they don't turn out how we expected them, but our partner isn't aware of our expectations or our expectations weren't realistic. So the example she gives in the book is um, weekends. Her and her husband, whenever they would have a weekend together, like with the kids, they would argue or fight or like it just wouldn't be what she had expected. And everyone felt like ornery and irritable and he felt and her husband felt the same way. So they sat down to like really explore that. And what they came to is that like when they were alone with their the kids on the weekend, they didn't have expectations to be very productive because they knew that they would be alone with the kids and parenting would be their main priority. And so they would enjoy those weekends so much more than the weekends where they were all together and they had the expectation of I'm going to be able to like go play tennis or get my workout in and do these home projects and work on the yard and spend time as a family where that's like a lot of expectations. And then when things don't necessarily work out that way or go the way we expect them to, we're disappointed. And so they were able to adjust their family day or family weekend expectations to be more realistic. And then they were experiencing less frustration and disappointment on the weekend. So I think we can take this concept and apply it to Disneyland. If And part of how we um, create expectations is by knowing what we think is going to happen or how we think it's going to go. So creating the plan together, communicating what you're expecting, what you're wanting for the day, and um, specifically for kids, like showing them the rides, like videos of the rides will help so much because they'll know what to expect and they are less likely to be scared. And I don't mean this in a way of like real fear, but sometimes, you know, how kids are more afraid of the unknown than they are of the actual thing. But if they know what to expect, then they aren't necessarily afraid of it. And older kids or kids who complain or whine, if they feel like they have control in the planning and in the vacation, they're more likely to be compliant or flexible when things don't go the way they want them to. And then back to point one, they're most likely to enjoy the vacation, right? So creating realistic expectations, planning ahead of time, talking about what things will look like. I'm going to give you a quick example of this. So we took our kids back two of the three days to nap at the hotel. I told my kids the morning of that was the plan so that they were not shocked and throwing tantrums when we were leaving after lunch to go take a nap. Now, sometimes we, and I, I know I've talked about this in terms of like anxiety before, but I think sometimes we don't communicate information to our kids because we don't think about it. We're just like doing our adult thing planning and we feel like, hey, we're in charge. But then all of a sudden we ask them to do something or we spring something on them and then we expect them to be immediately compliant with no emotional reaction. And I don't think that's real, really realistic. Like we have to prepare them for what's to come, especially if you're on vacation and there's changes in the schedule or you know there's things that could be difficult for them so that they have in their mind they're ready and prepared for that. So I told them we're going to go back and take a nap in the afternoon and then we will come back to the park. And there were no tantrums when we were leaving. They were just, they just kept um, 
asking like, okay, so we're coming back later after our nap, right? And was like, yeah. And then they would talk about like, oh, okay, so we're going to go to the room and can we watch a movie when we nap? And they would ask questions on our way back, but they weren't protesting, screaming, kicking, um, like, you know, when you're carrying your son out of the rec center swimming pool because you didn't give him his five minute warning. Also, true story, been there, done that. Also, this planning creates really great bonding time before and after the vacation. So you can ask, what are you most excited about? What are you maybe nervous about? And you can talk them through those like fears and the expectations, but then you can reflect after like, what did you enjoy most? And it makes the trip more than just the trip together, but you're bonding in creating and planning the trip. And then it feels more like a family vacation instead of this vacation mom planned, put the itinerary together and drug us through the park to Disneyland for three days. Number three, add in rest time to prevent sensory overload. I just talked about how we went back for naps and that was one way that we built rest time in to prevent the overload. I am an adult and Disneyland is the most overwhelming place simply from a sensory standpoint that I have ever been to. It is really cool and fun and exciting, but it is also very overwhelming. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that there is a ton of people that are trying to like navigate, walk around each other. Your brain is taking in so much input, lights, noise, smells, sounds, excitement all around, right? Busyness, screaming kids, happy kids, characters, all the things, right? And our brains really just need a break from that sometimes. And so preparing yourself, if you're someone who's sensitive to sensory overload or your kids are, or even if you're just a normal human, like I think preparing to rest, it is a long day. Um, and you're talking like most people get like 25, 30,000 steps in Disneyland. Like it's a long day. And for a kid that is so exhausting. So we built the nap time into our routine. If your kid kid or kids, children, are too old for naps, um, I would highly recommend like doing something in the afternoon um, that's a little more quiet. They have tons of classes and programs and things that aren't talked about as much because the rides are the focus and the characters um, that you can go and attend to like get some downtime and limit the sensory input during the afternoon. I also think it's important to recognize what your child looks and acts like when they are beginning to get overstimulated because there's a time frame where maybe you're recognizing it and we try and push through and that actually just makes it worse and then we spend longer recovering from the meltdown or the behavior than if we were to recognize when our child's starting to get overstimulated and take a quick break then, like a five or 10 minute break, um, then we would recover and we would be able to spend like more time enjoying than, um, the experience than just pushing through and then maybe spending hours recovering. If your child is naturally sensitive to overstimulation, I would plan the vacation in a way that accommodates that. So maybe we do a ride and then we like take a break and eat a snack and your vacation may be slower, but it will be more enjoyable for everyone because you have planned and prepared for that and though and needing those sensory breaks. 
My fourth tip is take into consideration your child's specific needs. So we knew going into this Disney vacation that Sam wanted to meet Mickey Mouse and he liked Lightning McQueen. And so I tried to plan the rides around the things my kids were interested in. My girls really wanted, like they wanted to ride all the rides. So they weren't specific about that, but they loved Elsa and Anna. And then I knew that I wanted to try a few specific snacks and that Tim wanted to ride a few specific rides. Star Wars was one of them. So when I planned the vacation and the days on the vacation, I was able to map it out so that everyone was getting their needs and wants met. Now, Disney has this really cool thing called Disability Access Service, and it's a pass where you can like get in the lightning lane or be in line without actually standing in line. It's for kids who have disabilities or things that impede them from being able to stand in line. So we were able to get this for Sam and then it like extended to our whole family. And that was really nice because it helped minimize some of the tantrums and behaviors that come in waiting in line for a really long period of time. So if your child is a child that does not do well when they're hangry, they get overstimulated easily, are tired easily, then you want to make sure you're spacing out the rides with lots of downtime in between and snacks planned in between. If you have a child that really wants to see the characters and really loves certain rides, you want to plan around that. Also, just some basic planning tips like a stroller. If your child gets tired easily, the strollers are great. Um, and, and snacks, right? So having those readily available so that you can help preserve their mood and energy for the times that they maybe will be able to do something they want to do, but their tiredness or behavior could impede them from doing that. Also, if your kids love characters, they have character dining experiences and other ways to um, incorporate the characters if that's something that is important to you. It just requires some planning, so keep that in mind. My last tip is to make a plan and then go with the flow. So we can do all the planning. We can read all the blogs. We can make a list of the rides in order. We can have our checklist of our snacks and then it can all fall apart. Now let me tell you a little story of something I witnessed when I was in Disneyland. So there's a thing called rope drop. If you're not like a Disney person, it's where everyone lines up like a half hour before the park opens outside of and then they let people in the park and then people go and like line up outside of the land that they want to ride their first ride in so you can be the first person to get in line for this ride so most adults or most people are like rope dropping is what they call it the rise of the resistance ride from star wars and on this particular day i think it was a busier park day the line to i don't know what land you rope drop to get into rise of the resistance was huge we rope dropped a different area, so we um, weren't like really around that. So the rope drop happened, and we were walking, and we were like, hmm, there's a lot of people like walking back. What's going on? And we hear this guy, and he's like, what a waste of a rope drop. So I like looked on my app, and the Rise of the Resistance ride was broken. So all these people had planned to rope drop Rise of the Resistance, and... Um, get in line for that first and it messed their this guy's whole mood up because he wasted his rope drop on a ride that was broken and he didn't know about it 
Eventually the ride got up and running. It was a really fun ride, by the way. Highly recommend. But this illustrates the point that like, we can do all the planning in the world and things can still fall apart. Our kids can be sick. They can be tired. They can be whiny. They can not do well in the sunlight. It can be 90 degrees. We had planned for 70 degree weather and I had packed clothes for 70 degree weather. And then there was like some weird heat wave and it was 90 degrees. We were sweating. I was not expecting to be that warm. And my kids were maybe dressed too warm for the weather. And so we had to adjust and adapt and take more breaks and, you know, make sure we were pushing the fluid so no one was getting dehydrated at things that maybe I hadn't thought about in my planning of the vacation because it's not what I expected. And these things are going to happen. And if we bring ourselves back to the number one tip, which is what are they going to remember from this and what kind of memories do you want them to have about this vacation? So that when we are thrown off by things not going as planned, we can adjust and really just focus on enjoying the moment. I found myself getting really caught up in the plan and doing things perfectly and having it work out how I had planned, that there were times where I didn't enjoy the moment, maybe like I should have. Luckily, I have Tim, my ride or die, to bring me back to reality, who's like, come on, just like enjoy why we're here. He's very good at being in the moment, so it's nice to have that like grounding force to be like, just be here with us and enjoy this moment. And I've heard of people saying that they go to Disneyland with no plan and they have the best day of their life versus times where they've gone without a plan with a plan and followed it and they don't have as much fun. So finding that balance between being prepared for what can come up, being ready to go, having an idea, having everyone everyone express their expectations and trying to meet those, but then also being able to go with the flow when things don't go the way we want them to. And we teach our kids a very important lesson in modeling this because a lot of times their kids will get brought into therapy and their parents will be like, if any little thing out of their routine completely throws them off and they get so anxious and nervous and can't handle it. And it's because they haven't been taught or shown sometimes how to adjust when things happen because we can plan and we can have structure and our brains can work best in that situation but there will be a day where it's 90 in Disneyland or your kid is sick or you get a flat tire and things get thrown off and we want to teach them the skills to adjust and still enjoy life so adjust enjoy your vacation eat all the snacks um a few of my personal favorites just in case anyone's planning, the beignets to die for. I had those a few times. I had a churro. It was okay. Um, I, I really love churros. So, um, and I had a Buzz Lightyear one that may be because it had those sprinkles on the outside or whatever that I didn't like it as much. Pretzel, amazing. And garlic Parmesan fries are also amazing. I can't remember where they're all from. You can look that up if any of you are interested in any of like the groups or blogs that I used. Reach out to me and I will send them to you because a lot of the people on my Instagram shared those tips with me. And then I also would highly, highly recommend my friend Shannon to help you plan and book your vacation. She also helped us, um, and I didn't mention this in there when it came to naps, but I think it was implied. 
um, she helped us book a place that was within walking distance of the park so that we could go back in the middle of the day. So if like that's a priority for you, you definitely want to have someone who knows the area, knows where the hotels are to help you plan. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took something from it and, um, and maybe not even related to Disneyland, but just planning a vacation in general with your kids. So have a great rest of the day. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige. If you or someone you know is looking for therapeutic services, I'm accepting new clients in Idaho over telehealth or in person. So go ahead and check me out at www.parentingwithpage.com, skim my bio, and contact me via the contact form. Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.